This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter number 16. Matthew chapter number 16, we'll look there in the first four verses of Matthew 16 this morning. As we preach through this book of the Bible, as the Lord leads, and I'm excited about sharing with you these four verses from Matthew chapter number 16 this morning. Matthew 16, verse 1. The Bible says, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. And here's the story, and it's very simple what's going on here, but the Pharisees and the Sadducees come to Christ once again tempting him. What were, were they coming to Jesus wanting to learn something? No, they were coming to Jesus tempting them. They would made up their minds uh, about what they wanted and what they desired. And instead of coming to Jesus for instruction, they were coming to Jesus trying to disprove him as a higher critic. And they come to Christ and uh, they come tempting Jesus and they say, I'll tell you what, Jesus, what we want you to do is we want you to show us a sign. We want to show us a sign from heaven. I, if I were in the audience and in the crowd when the Pharisees and the Sadducees walked up to Jesus and said, we want you to show us a sign. You know what I would have done? I would have rolled my eyes and I would have said, where have you guys been? You just were aware of the fact that the man took seven loaves and a few small fishes and fed 4,000. You were very aware of every person that touched the hem of his garment in a particular city just a few days ago. Everybody that touched his garment were healed. I mean, what kind of sign do you want? And I said, well, we want a sign from heaven. Now, these guys had so much uh, pomp and arrogance about them that they felt like that they deserved the same kind of sign that one of the prophets deserved. There was a prophet that cried out to the Lord, and the Lord stopped the sun for a certain amount of time, actually made the sun back up on the sundial. And God can do that. Can God do that? Yes. Is there anything God can't do? No. They thought, well, you know, God showed these miraculous signs in the skies to prophets, and we are Pharisees, and we are Sadducees, don't you know? And uh, God should show us, Jesus, show us a sign in the sky. And Jesus gives them a response. He says, look, guys, you, you look in the sky, and you discern the sky and the patterns of the sky and you anticipate what's going to happen how many of you ever heard the old saying a red sky in the morn 
is a sailor's warn. A red sky at night is a sailor's delight. How many of you ever heard that? I've been hearing it my whole life. And you know what? A lot of times it comes true. And we'll get into that in a minute. But, and Jesus says, now look, here's something that you guys do. He says, you Pharisees and you Sadducees, you guys look in the sky, and if it's red at night, you think, hmm, it's going to be nice tomorrow. You look in the sky in the morning, and it's red, and you say, hmm, we better be careful because it's probably going to rain today. He says, now look, you see the patterns in creation, and you discern what's going to happen. He says, but... All these signs are before you, and the works of Christ are before you. And you're a hypocrite because you can't see all these things pointing to the fact that Christ is the Messiah. Pointing to the fact that Jesus is going to pay the price for your sins. Pointing to the fact that the Old Testament law is going to be fulfilled. And Jesus says, I'm not giving you a sign. I'm not giving you a sign. I've already given you a sign. He says, I've already given you a sign. And the sign I've given you is the sign of the prophet Jonah. You remember Jonah and the whale? You know the, the story and the message and the book of Jonah is one of the most contested passages in the Bible. There's a lot of people who want to take the book of Jonah who think they're really smart. Have you ever met somebody who thought they were really smart? You meet somebody that thinks they're really smart. They're probably not. There's a Bible lesson for you. <laughs> and they say, well, you know, it's not possible. It doesn't have to be possible with God. And if God put and allowed the book of Jonah to be included in the canon of Scripture, it's inspired and perfect and the story is accurate and true. As a matter of fact, Jesus on multiple occasions vouches for the authenticity of the book of Jonah. And he comes here and in the conclusion of this little interaction with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and he says, I've sent you a sign, and here's the sign that you need to pay attention to. It's the sign of the prophet Jonah. Jonah was a Jewish man. God sent Jonah to Nineveh to win the Ninevites to faith in God. Jonah hated the Ninevites. He was a Jew. The Ninevites were wicked, rotten, stinky, nasty Gentiles. Jonah said, I'm not going. He's on a ship. The guys throw him into the sea. He gets swallowed by a whale, a great fish. He gets spit out on the sea. And he does finally obey the Lord and give the message of the gospel to the Ninevites and the, a one sentence message I'd like to have that kind of, wouldn't it be wonderful to, God blessed it a one sentence message and the entire country of Nineveh put their faith and trust in Jehovah God for salvation God brought revival now here's what I want you to pay attention to in this passage of scripture verse number 3 in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? And today's message is titled this, Discerning the Signs of the Times. Discerning the signs of the times. Now, lest you get your mind fixed into Bible prophecy, uh, I want to back up just a little bit. 
Discerning the signs of the times. Discerning the signs of the times. What was Jesus wanting to do with these Pharisees and Sadducees? The Pharisees are always the enemies of Christ. The Sadducees in the Scripture are always the enemies of Christ as we present them and we see them in the New Testament. But are, is Jesus against the Pharisees and the Sadducees? No. When Jesus rebukes the Pharisees and Sadducees, is it because he wants to put them in the place and he hopes they, goes and, they go and rot somewhere? No, never. He's not willing that any should die, but that would all would come to repentance. So the words of Christ, when he speaks to the Pharisees and Sadducees, as rotten as they are, are intended to help them. And so Jesus says, you're a hypocrite because you can tell when it's going to rain because of the patterns of the sky and the patterns of creation But you can't see the signs of the times. You can't see that God is at work right now and he's showing you something that he wants you to do and he wants you to act on. The signs of the times. Discerning the signs of the times. Do you know that discernment is something that seems to be lacking in our society and all God's people said discernment. People do some of the silliest things. Discernment. And spiritually, folks uh, lack discernment. They equate things to the gospel truth that aren't even close. And they do things that are extra biblical. And they make, try to make sense and make religion out of things that aren't so. Discernment. I want to be a discerning Christian. And I want to be able to discern the signs. I want to be able to look at what's going on around me and understand that God is still in control and understand that God still is at work and understand that God wants to do something in this world and understand that there are things and there are times that God wants me, Cody Sturgill, to obey him, follow him, love him, trust him, live for him. You see, a discerning Christian walks in the light of the truth. How many of you are facing things in the next month or so and you're uncertain what to do or how to do it? Would you raise your hand? Me too. Me too. Guess what? God will give you the ability to discern the signs of the times and make the right decision before you think it's some kind of spooky thing. The Bible says of itself that God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And God is our loving guide and father and shepherd. And he guides the steps of our lives. And if you will determine with God's help to be a discerning Christian and learn to discern the signs of the times, I'll just tell you something. The things that are ahead that concern you the most, you can rest in the fact that your loving father and shepherd will guide you each step of the way. Day by day, and with each passing moment, we're trusting in the Lord, resting in his direction, discerning the signs of the times. How can I discern the signs of the times? Number one, if I'm going to discern the signs of the times, I must first be teachable. I must be teachable. I need to have a teachable spirit. When we meet with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, we meet anything but a teachable spirit. Look, the Bible says in verse 1, The Pharisees also with Sadducees came and tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign 
from heaven. Let's meet the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Who were these people? I'll just tell you, on most occasions, the Pharisees despised the Sadducees, and the Sadducees despised the Pharisees until one day they realized that they had a common enemy in Jesus. Now, here's the Pharisees. The Pharisees were religious uh, traditionalists. They were religious traditionalists. They had... uh, had their inception and their roots in the Mosaic law and the and temple sacrifices and temple work that God ordained and Moses laid out. But through the years, the Pharisees had become ingrained with the traditions of men and they'd become ingrained with religious exercise and the motions of, of mechanical religion. And they were so convinced that they were right and nobody else could possibly ever be right and they could never be wrong that they just become ill-tempered, unkind hypocrites. They did things like pray loudly in public so they could be seen. They did things like they would give their offering, but they gave their offering with, with great pomp and circumstance. Look what I did. Look how good I am. That's not, the, that's not Christianity, and that's not how God designed Mosaic law. And that's not God's plan. But the Pharisees, and they were staunch, man, they were staunch. And they were, they were, they were real tight and mm, crusty kind of people, religious traditionalists. Then there were the Sadducees. Now, the Sadducees were on the farther, far other end of the spectrum. They didn't really believe in a resurrection. You can find this in the book of Acts. They're described. The Sadducees didn't believe in a resurrection. They didn't believe, I don't believe in this miracle stuff. We don't believe in that. And they would have taken, if they had anything to do with the Old Testament law, with the Pentateuch, they would have interpreted uh, allegorically. And they would, have, you know, they would have been the kind of people that were really smart and higher critics. And we don't believe in that childish miracle stuff. Well, it's not childish miracle stuff. It's what God said. and It's how God works. So you have the Pharisees. And the Pharisees hate the Sadducees, and the Sadducees hate the Pharisees. The Sadducees say, those religious nuts believe everything that, that, thing, that the, their Talmud says, and they have put on all these shows, and it just seems ridiculous to us. And the Pharisees are looking over at the Sadducees, and they're saying, them bunch of liberals, I tell you what, I don't like them. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, Check us out at ChilhoweeBaptistChurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.